man, oh, it's, it's all the time. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be up here um, just even preaching. My God, I never in my life, you know, this wasn't, when I got saved, I didn't think, man, I want to serve God and all these things. And God, it's just been a, salvation is a journey. Amen. It's been a journey, all these things, what God has done in my life. And I thank Pastor Reggie, Pastora Sonia, first of all, for allowing me the opportunity to preach. Amen. How many of you guys know we have some great pastors? Amen. Amen. Some pastors that believe in us. Amen. They never look at the fall, but they always see what we can become. Amen. And that's how God views you. God never looks at you how you are, but who you can become and who you're called to become. Amen. 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 God is good. Today, you know, today, um. I think um, Pastor Reggie, Sister Samantha, and Pastor R also because they have allowed me to, to be on their team as they uh, do presentations. As you guys know, we, uh, we do presentations. We go to the schools. Um, we go to the, they go to the juvies, all kinds of places. And to speak to the youth, amen, to speak to the youth, to the schools, amen, to the schools where, where they're taking out God, amen, where you're not allowed to say God. Here we have Christians now. Inside the schools and, and continuation schools, speaking about drug awareness and, and that there's better ways, amen? And, and today, I went to a presentation today, and it was over here at the district attorney office in, in downtown Riverside. And, uh, man, I, I was, as I was going in, I was like, man, God is good. Like, look where I'm at. I was looking at Robert Presley and then right next door. I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going there, <laughs> Amen. I've been there a couple times, amen, Robert Presley, level four, I remember I used to, I had a little crack on my window, I could see Orange Street right there, exactly where I was at, and it was just a blessing to go, to go in right next door and, and speak, speak to these youth, amen, that there is hope and there is a better way, amen, just being right there, being able to speak to them, it's, it's a privilege, amen, even here at the church, amen, it's a blessing that Pastor Reggie's allowed me to, do, to work with the kids, uh, to work in the kids' ministry, um, Royal Rangers, amen. The Royal Rangers, man, these kids, they're, they're like sponges. They soak everything up. They, they could quote scripture. And they're, they're smart. I'm like, my God, these kids are, are just so open, amen. And, and, it's, and it's a blessing being around, around those kids, amen. And it's, you know what? It's a blessing to see them in church, amen, to see these kids in church. Why? I didn't, I didn't grow up in church, amen. I didn't grow up in church. I, I didn't... Christianity was, I, I didn't get saved until I came into the men's home, amen? So I, so I came into the men's home and God opened up my eyes. And you know, it's just a blessing to see these kids in church. And a lot of times when, when they're not there, we always pray. We pray for the parents, that the parents will continue coming, amen? Because we all know that the kids won't be in church if the parents are not in church. So we always pray for the parents and for the rangers that are not there or the missionettes. We pray in Jesus' name that the parents will continue coming to church so that they can grow up in Christ. Amen. We want, we want our kids to grow up in Christianity. I remember a long time. Amen. Come on. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. These are the kids. We don't want, these, we don't want the kids getting sucked into the things of the world and going on, on bad paths. And we know how the world can be. Amen. And it's easy to be influenced. I, I remember a long time ago. I had to have been like, maybe like 13, 13 years old. I was in uh, Mexico. I was in Mexico in uh, Zacatecas. I remember my dad's rancho. We always uh, count the cows and cortar alfalfa and, and water the cows. I mean, water the cows. Feed the, feed the cows water, amen. <laughs> I mean, give them water, amen, and, and give them alfalfa. And, you know, I, I started using it at a, at a young age. And um, I remember I had a little seis, the, the chaparitas, if you guys know what that is, anyways. And a pack of cigarettes. I was like 13 and I was drinking over here. And then um, I remember my aunt, she was coming around the corner. And I was like, oh, dang. And I'm like in the rancho, like straight rancho. And, and then I hide it. And then she, she comes up to me. And she's like, ¿Qué estás haciendo? I'm like, oh, dang it. Here it goes. I got caught. You know, because I'm only 13 years old. And I was like, oh, and she looked. She's like, oh, oh no. ¿Qué estás haciendo? I was like, oh, I'm drinking. And then I remember she looked at me and she was like, no, no tienes miedo. She's like, don't be scared. And she was like, ¿sabes por qué eso está allí? And I'm like, what? She's telling me, you know why we have beer and alcohol? She goes, she tells me, oh, porque Dios los puso eso allí para los hombres para que lo hacen. She told me that God put that there for the men to drink. And you know how long I took that with me? How many years? I, I, you, you know how long? When she told me, I was 13 years old, she told me these things. And I was like, man, you're right. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, I'm a man. I'm, I could drink and I could smoke. 
Yes, I'm being serious. I took that for a long time. Amen. Imagine if we invest godly things into our kids, how long they will take that. Amen. How long they will take that. Growing up. Amen. Amen. I don't know where that came from. I just want to bring up the kids. Amen. You know, they're a blessing. They're a blessing. They're the, they're the next generation. Amen. And um, this, as we turn to our Bibles to, to, um, to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew, we're going to start Matthew chapter 4. We're going to start on verse 1, amen. And the word of God says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, Tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourselves down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Amen. Again, the devil took him at a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Amen. So here we have Satan trying to tempt Jesus, tempting him and tempting him and, and knowing how to tempt him and trying to offer all these things to him. But Jesus wasn't giving in. Amen. He was resisting. Amen. Resisting temptation. And then Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord, your God, and serve him only. Amen. He said, away from me, Satan, for it is wor uh, written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. When I read this, I was like, my God, my life is like ex exactly like this scripture. I get saved, amen. You know, I, I come to the, to the things of God. I came, I came here with nothing, church. I came here with nothing, uh, an addiction that I thought I would never kick. I was strung out on heroin for about five years. I had nothing going on for my life. I had no purpose. I had no dignity. My family didn't want anything to do with me. My friends didn't want anything to do with me. My brothers didn't want anything to do with me. My sisters didn't want anything to do with me. They stopped believing in me. Amen? There came a time where like, man, I remember, I'll never forget this. One time my brother... Because um, I, I had overdosed, and my family was, you know, crying and this and that. And they were, they were in pain, you know, because they loved me. And I remember still, even after an overdose, into my addiction still. And I, I remember my brother told me, you know what, we're going we're gonna, to um, comfort ourselves in a way. Like, it's like you're already dead because you're not stopping. Because I'm just going to tell myself that you already died so I don't keep on crying. I remember when he told me that, I was like, my God. And I just went, and I, and I still continued in my sin. I still continue this addiction, amen? But how many of you guys know that God has another plan, amen? That Jesus is the way. My God, when he touched my heart, my, when I came into this ministry, to this home, I never thought I would be saved. And looking at the scripture, I was like, man, this life is a lot like my, this, uh, my life is a lot like the scripture. You get saved and you're resisting temptation and, and you're, not, you're not following the things of the world anymore, amen? You're coming to church, amen? You get saved, you're coming to church, amen? God is good, I love coming to church, this is cool, amen? And, and then we start worshiping, then we start worshiping God, we start worshiping God, we come to the, to the altar, we're, down, we're dancing, we're shouting, hallelujah, amen? But there was more, amen? I thought I was living my life for God. Amen. But I didn't begin to live my life for God until I started serving God. Living my life to serve God. Amen. Then I started living my life for Jesus. I thought that I was doing everything I needed to do. But it wasn't until I started serving. Amen. I remember I graduated the men's home. And um, I, I graduated and I left. And uh, my home director, I was, I, was still, I was still coming to church. Um, I was ushering. 
I was tithing, I was working, spending time with my family. And, and you know, I, everything was good. Everything was good because I was serving God the way I wanted to serve him. Amen. But I, I just wasn't at peace. I wasn't at peace with what I was doing. I, I wasn't at peace with just doing this. And there was more. There was more. God said, I want more. I want more from you. You know you could do more. And my home director would call me. And he would send me scriptures. And Josh, you have a calling and you need to serve. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Serve. What more can I possibly do? <laughs> Man, the only calling I know I'm talking about is the job. My job is calling me, amen. I was like, man, my, my, I'm burnt out. My bed is calling me. I'm going to go crash out, amen. My whole director was like, no, Josh, there's more. There's more. And I was fighting it. I was fighting it for, for months. And then uh, four, four months went by, and I just could, I couldn't take it no more. I, I couldn't take it no more. I couldn't. I was working. I was like, man, there's more. There's more. I wanted to be at the home. Uh, I wanted to be at conferences. Uh, I wanted to be at the, the Bible studies. I wanted to be at the, in the prayers on Monday through Wednesday, amen, and the 24-hour prayers and all these things. And then I just, I just quit my job. I remember on conference, I, I quit my job. I was like, that's it. I quit my job, and, and I came to the home to do full-time ministry, amen, to, to completely give my life to God and serve him, Amen. To serve him, amen. Everyone has a place. The, the, the church is a body, amen. You see, resisting, resisting the enemy and, and worshiping, you know, accepting Jesus Christ, that got me out of trouble, amen. But serving God kept me out of trouble, amen. Serving God kept me out of trouble. I don't know where I would be today if I wasn't serving God. I, who knows? I, I would have probably been out doing all these other things, but it was allowing, I was allowing God to just come into my heart and, and allowing me to live according to his will and just to serve him. That's what kept me out of all these things, all these years, five years. I, I've been clean. I've been clean from, from all this stuff. Amen. Going on five years. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And I know you, some of you guys know, I know a lot of you guys know what I'm talking about. But there's more to it. There's more than just resisting temptation and worshiping God. Amen. There's more. Jesus left us this instruction. He told Satan. We read these scriptures and Jesus is telling us what to do. You resist the, uh, the devil. You worship me and you serve me. But it's the third part. It says worship the Lord your God and serve him only. A lot of times we don't make it into serving. We come to church and that's it. But there's more. God wants you to serve him, to keep your life into his will and to stay out of all these other things. The best way to learn is to be involved. Amen. The best way to learn is to be involved. Amen. You'll never stop. You'll, you'll never know. You'll never know unless you get involved. Amen. You got to get involved. If God, is, if God is putting in your heart to get involved and do more, get involved. Amen. Go with that commitment. Don't worry about what anyone else is telling. You don't worry about your brother, your family. Yeah, you're coming to church with them and they don't want to do it. And maybe you've just been coming to church and, and God is putting it in your heart to do more. They're, maybe they're just not ready yet. Amen. And it's okay because one day in Jesus' name, you'll know, they'll, they'll wake up. We'll wake up. We'll wake up from these things and, and to do more. Amen. If God is putting in your heart to get involved, amen, and serve, whether it's teaching, amen, uh, ushering, uh, greeting, what, whatever they give, want to help in the, in the kitchen, the cafe, armor bearers, amen. There's always a need for more, amen. And I want to talk, uh, point out a couple things tonight, amen. And as we turn to Genesis chapter 11. But amen, church, serving God, man, we have a, this whole month uh, on servanthood. It's just been a blessing and as Pastor Edgy's preaching all these preaches on serving, you just see, you just see a change into these, in, in the men and women in the church. And people are getting involved and calling, amen, wanting to serve, amen. Okay, um, Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now the whole world had one language, Amen. And a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. 
they used bricks instead of stone and tar for, for mortar, mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower, amen, that reaches to the heavens to, uh, so that, me, that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So here we have the people, they were, they were building a tower, amen. And one thing I want to point out in servanthood is unity, amen. They, they were serving together in unity. They were speaking the same language and said, come on, let's build this tower. Uh, let's go to heaven, amen. Let's build this tower. Let's go to heaven. Let's use these bricks. We're all speaking the same language. We're all talking the same. We're all speaking the same. We can do this. We can get to where God wants us to be, amen. The church can flourish, amen. The homes will flourish, amen. The men's home will flourish, amen. The women's homes will flourish, but... We need to speak the same language. Check this out. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Amen. He says, if they're speaking the same language and they're all walking in the same direction and if there's unity and servanthood, nothing will be impossible for them. Amen. Nothing is impossible for us. We can, church. We can do this. Amen. We can take the city for Christ. Amen. The devil is not going to hand the city over. Amen. We have to take it. Amen. I never forget when I heard a preacher say that. He, he was saying, Oh, the devil doesn't hand cities over. We have to take them. Amen. And it's going to take men and women to rise up to serve, to serve for God. Amen. For his kingdom. Amen. It said, come. Going on to verse 7. He said, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth. And they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel. Because the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From, from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Amen. And that is why we speak different languages. But the unity. The key thing in this is the unity as they were serving together. Amen. We need to serve together for one purpose. Church, I believe... Pastor Edgy had a vision. He did not believe. Pastor Edgy had a vision. Amen. And the people came behind him with him, standing side by side in unity. I believe we got to where we're at today because we were all standing with Pastor Edgy in unity for the vision. Church, this we've been here about three years. Church, we were not always here. We were not always here in this church. Our, the whole church was this this was the whole church this right here uh, they had an overflow and maybe the foyer that was the whole church when we had it in riverside amen i'll never forget we got that we got that phone call one day it was um right after the reset conference huh right the, the right after the reset conference i believe it was like three o'clock in the morning like about three o'clock and they said the church is burning the church burned down and we're like what Everyone was like, man, every, everyone from the home, and it was, it was just, everyone was just tripping out. What do you mean the church burned down? Our home, my home director started waking us up, and the church burned down. We got to go to the church, and then everyone was just getting, hurrying up to get into the car, amen. And, and I remember, I remember come pulling up, pulling up, and it was, it was gone. It was gone. The church was gone from, from the entrance to the altar, the church had burned down. Amen. But isn't it, isn't it crazy how, how at the altar it stopped? The fire, this, this gigantic fire that lit up a whole church in flames stopped right at the altar and didn't burn, burn down the kids' classes. Isn't that amazing? Don't, don't, that's all God right there. God had a plan. Amen. Church, we grew through the transition. Through the transition, we grew. I remember I was only like about a year with the ministry, but I seen unity. There wasn't no division. The church, it, the, when the church burned down, it brought everyone together. I seen people leave that were there for years. They left. People left. 
I was like, I didn't know why. I was like, okay, I'm new. I'm just going to serve. Amen. The church burned down, and Pastor Jared, you still preaching? And he looks a little like trouble, but he ain't stopping, amen. Why, why should I, amen? Pastor Edgy's not stopping. He's moving. I'm following my pastor, amen. And, and then you would, I'd seen people leave, amen. And, and the people that were there, they, they, they stayed. And then new armor bearers, new ushers. I seen new, new teachers just rise up willing to serve because there was a need, amen. The unity that I seen. Amen. We, there, there was no division. There was no this and that and talking about them and, and the, the ushers going at it with the, 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 the workers or the teachers. There, there was none of that. Amen. There was unity. Amen. Because we were going to a purpose. Amen. We were speaking the same language. Amen. Trying to do this for God and trying to take the city and, and just sticking it out. I remember we would have church um, at the Marriott. We were having church at the Marriott. At the same time, we're, you know, we're having church. We're blessed. Oh, I remember one time we went up north, and there was a, a men's home and a woman's home. They were, they, were, they were cleaning up the church, but they're like, oh, like in a bad attitude, and we got to clean. And I was like, man, you guys have no idea how grateful you should be. You have a church. You have a place to call home. Us, we're bouncing around. We're going to the Marriott. There's all kinds of other things going on over there, like little Harry Potter conventions and hobbits and all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> For real. There, uh, people drinking right there, smoking. You know, right there, right where we're having service and, and all kind, kinds of things going on. And we didn't have a church. And I, and I would tell them, man, you guys should be grateful. You get to take care of the house of God. And you guys get to clean up. And you guys get to look after your pastor. You get to clean up his office. You get to usher the parking lot. Amen. And, and it's like, man, we can't lose that. Amen. We, can't, we have to go back to a place where we can't lose that for this church. We got to remain grateful for this church. Amen. We've come so long. That when we came here, it was not like this. Not at all. Not even close. Not even close. There was so much trash. There was just trash. The rooms were just filled with, with, with junk. It was, it was crazy. We, we came in here and we just started uh, taking everything out. And then they came over here and they're like, what are you guys doing? And Pastor Edgy's like, well, today's our day. <laughs> Today, today's the day we come in. Amen. And, and there was just a lot of taking place. Amen. But the unity. Amen. The unity that there was. Amen. And, and I believe we're going to take it even further. Amen. Take it even further. This is just the beginning, amen, for Living Word IE, amen. We're going to continue serving in unity. There's not going to be any division, amen. We're all brothers and sisters, amen. And I want to go on right here to Luke, amen. We're going to turn to Luke chapter 17, amen, if we can get it up. Okay, Luke. Amen. So one of the keys I wanted to point out in, in serving was unity. Amen. The name of my sermon tonight is living uh, to serve God. Amen. I live my life to serve God. There, there wouldn't be anything else I would want to do. Amen. I cannot picture myself and doing anything but serving God. Amen. And doing what, he, what he's called me to do. Amen. Nothing will satisfy me. Nothing. I've tried. I've tried and it never satisfied. I was not at peace. Amen. I was not at peace. I was serving God the way I wanted to serve him. Amen. But I wasn't serving him the way he called me to serve. Amen. So li living to serve God. Amen. And when uh, Luke chapter 17 verse 7. It says, the word of God says, Suppose uh, one of you had a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. What do he say to the servant when he comes in from the field? Come along now and sit down to eat. Amen. Would he not rather say, prepare my supper and get yourself ready and wait on me a, a while I, while I eat and drink, after that you may eat and drink. When he thanked the servant because he did what he was uh, to do, so you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. Amen. We only done our duty. Amen. So here we have the servants laboring and laboring. They're taking care of the sheep, and it was time for them to come in. And this says, no, you're going to prepare my supper and then wait for me. And then, and then after that, you may sit down and eat. 
And the servants say, no, we're only doing our duty. Amen. One thing in servanthood that I want to point out is consistency. Amen. We need to have consistency in serving. Amen. Without a commitment, you'll never begin. And without consistency, you'll never finish. Amen. That's the thing. When we, when we commit our lives and, and we want to serve God, there's always more. Amen. There's always more to come. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, just when you think you're done and, yeah, we're doing this, we're going to do that. Okay, it's time to wrap it up. No, change your plans. <laughs> Amen. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's always more to do. Amen. And we got to be consistent. Why? Because we've only done what we've committed. Amen. We're only doing what we've given ourselves over to. We're only doing what, what we're acting faithful in our ministry. Amen. Whatever your ministry is. Amen. Now, uh, the Greek definition of ministry is to serve. Amen. So if your ministry is ushering, you serve as an usher. If your ministry is worship, you serve at, uh, on the worship team. Amen. If your ministry is armor bearing, you serve as an armor bearer. Amen. So it's consistency, church. We got to have consistency in what we do for God. Amen. There's always more. Amen. Amen. It's like, man, a lot of times we want to we put on a limit on what we, what we want to do for God. Amen. We, we, could, we could be serving. We could be serving in the house of God and we could be barely getting involved or whatever the case may be. And, and we tell ourselves, you know what? I've done enough. I, I'm done. That's it. You know, I've done enough for God. This is, a, this is enough. I've done enough for you today. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up. Someone else can take care of it. Uh, you don't really need me to do it. That person could do it or she could do it. I know that she's here all the time. He's here all the time. Amen. We, we could have this mentality, not carrying a mentality of consistency. But you know what? The sad thing is that God never stops doing things for us. Amen. God's grace and his mercy is endless. God doesn't look at you and say, oh, you know what? Um, I've done enough for you. I, I've done enough. You know, I got your kids out. Um, I, I, brought, I brought your wife back. And I'm done with you. I'm going to go on to the next. See, God, God doesn't do that. Amen. God doesn't do that to us, so why should we do that to him? Amen. We should never put a limit on what we want to do for God. We got to be consistent in the things of God and continue to do more and more because there's only more and more to come. God is just going to continue to bless you. God is continue to bring your family back. Amen. God is just going to continue to restore. Amen. Not only restore, but enhance it like never before. Amen. You just can't give up. Amen. You can't give up. We can grow tired and weary of doing good as we're serving God. And we can begin to question God, oh, is this ever going to happen? God, are you ever going to do this? Is this miracle ever going to take place? But it is in God's timing. Amen. We just got to be patient. God sees you laboring. Your labor is not in vain. Everything that you've been doing all these years, it's not in vain. Amen. There's only more and more what God is going to do in your life. Amen. Amen, amen. Consistency. So the first thing I want to point out was unity, and the second was consistency. Amen. As we turn to uh, Deuteronomy. We're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 1. Amen. How are you guys doing tonight? Amen. God is good. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. 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 So we have um, right here and we have in this passage before uh, God had delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. Amen. He delivered them out of Egypt. And he had called Moses. Amen. Moses to, to call them, to, to lead them out of Egypt. And Moses was always fighting, fighting against God. He, he didn't want to do it. Amen. He, he didn't want to serve. He didn't say, no, God, why me? Moses was always, he, 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 he complained. He said, no, pick someone else to do it. And, and I can't talk and, 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 I, and I can't speak. Amen. But Moses was just making excuses. Amen. See, a lot of time God is putting it in our heart. But we want to come up with excuses. Excuses to not serve and why you can't. 
we always think about our problem and we just think about how big our problems are and we're too focused on the trial and everything that's taking place and we say, how can I possibly serve you, God, if all this stuff is going on at the house? I, I have no time. There's just no way. Amen. But see, that's how the enemy is defeating you. Amen. He's manipulating you. Amen. And, and he does that to, boom, to, to, to many others. And, and the next thing you know, it's just like no one's, no one's even serving. No, because they're like, oh, no, I, don't, I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, there's other people that could do it. And, and we're, getting, we're being defeated. Amen. But if we all just carry that same mentality, we can. Amen. We're just more and more people just stepping up to serve. Things will just be so much smoother. And we'll, God will start bringing an increase. God will start bringing even more and more people to come into the church. He's just, he's just waiting for the next, the next generation to rise up. He's waiting for the next generation to just say, you know what, God? Here's my life. You know what, God? I'll give you my life. I'll, I'll give you it all. I just want to serve. He's waiting for the next generation to come up. Amen? So here we, he was calling him. He had called Moses, and Moses led the, the people out of Egypt. Amen? And um, there was a lot of things taking place. A lot of things were going on. Amen? And then on this particular section, they had um, picking out a couple leaders. Amen? A couple servants to, to scout out the land. Amen? And Deuteronomy chapter 1, we're going to start on verse 22. Amen? The word of God says, Then all of you came to me and said, Let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us, us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we will come to. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. Amen. Going on to verse 24. They left and went up to, uh, to the hill country and came to the valley of Escrow. Amen. And explored it, taking with them some of the fruit of the land. They brought it down to us and reported it. It is good land. That the Lord has given us. Amen. So, so here we have the spies. They went out and they're saying, oh, yeah, we're, um, they, they wanted to go scope it out because they were going to attack and overcome it. And they're going to see if they come back with a good report. And they said, it is good land the Lord has given us. And then um, going on to verse 26. But you, it says, but you were unwilling to go up. Amen. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents, amen, and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made us lose heart, they said. The people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large and the walls up to the skies. We even saw the Anakites there. Amen. So here we have, these weren't your just ordinary servants. Amen. They selected 12 leaders from the tribe. These were elders, elders of, of the tribes and people that were just, you know, had the back, their back for God and they were there for a long time. And here we have them complaining. They're serving God and complaining. They're serving God and coming back with bad reports. When I read this, I'm like, oh my God, I sh I'm not going to complain. Because it said right here. It says, the Lord hates us. And he said he hates us, so he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us to the hands of the Amorites. And the other people said, where can we go? Our brothers had made us lose heart. Amen. So reading that, it's like a lot of times when the enemy wants to stop you from doing what he's called, the, uh, from doing what God has called you to do, sometimes he doesn't even have to attack. It said, what will we do? Our brothers have made us lose heart. When we're serving and we're not serving wholeheartedly and we're serving in a bad attitude, we have a younger generation people looking up and, and saying, oh, man, if they're complaining about it, then, then so will I. If they don't want to stay after church, then neither am I. If they don't want to get involved because they're saying it's too hard, then neither do I. Amen. Do you guys see what I'm, I'm trying to point out this morning? 
And that's why it's important. When we're serving God, we do it cheerfully. I and mean, we do it wholeheartedly, amen, that we do it wholeheartedly because you never know who's watching you. You never know the next person that is looking up to you. And when you speak in death, it, it, it'll cause poison to, the, to, to everyone. Amen? It said, then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. You see, a lot of times, church, when we face a trial, we face a trial and, and, and a sudden accident, we begin to forget. We forget where God took us out of. We forget the miracles that he's done in our lives. You forget the healing that he had, that he healed you with. Amen. You forget the restoration. Amen. Just bringing your family to church, we can uh, tend to forget these things. And, and it's like the Israelites, it's like, man, what happened? You guys were praising, they were praising God when they got out of Egypt. And, but that was just the beginning. The getting delivered from the Egypt was just the beginning. Now going through the desert was the trial. Amen. And the real trust. Amen. God, God wants to test you. We, you know, we can, be, we can be serving God, and we're not living in sin, and, and we're, we're just blameless before God, and things, to be, things begin to go wrong. Things can go wrong, and we question God, why? Man, we should have stayed in Egypt, they said. Why, God, why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this to me? Why, why did I lose my job? Why is this happening to my family, amen? God is just building you, amen? It's a testing of your faith, amen? We have to be positive, and no matter what we're going through, amen, having a positive mindset, you see the challenge and the opportunity for growth. God increases you in your faith, amen? We have to be obedient to God no matter what, no matter what is going on on we have to be obedient and continue to serve him amen there's been times where I don't know what's going on I'm doing certain things and I'm like okay I don't know but I'm just going to be obedient and then time I'm talking about months will pass by and I was looking at it like my God God you were just building me because it's it's easy to be obedient when you know what's going on it's easy to be obedient when, when you know the answers are right in front of you if you be obedient this and this will happen Amen. Do you guys know what I'm trying to say? But sometimes you got to be obedient and you don't even know why and what's going to happen and this and that. That's the real test. Amen. God wants to test you in your obedience even when you don't even understand. Not everything is meant to be understand, but know this, that God is doing something. Amen. God is building you. Amen. God is preparing you for the even harder trials to come. Amen. Amen. He said, he will, uh, I will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. Going on to verse 31. And in the desert, there you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached his place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God. Amen. Trusting people. Church, trusting Amen. Sometimes you're left with no, with nothing else to do. Sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna face something, and all you could do is trust God. Amen. All you can do is trust God. Amen. That is the cornerstone. Amen. Is trusting in God. Amen. The cornerstone is trusting in God. Amen. It's like when you know back in the back in the in, in these old times, um, when they wanted to build, when they wanted, say for example, we wanted to, they wanted to build this this church. They, they would lay out, they would have the, the foundation, and then they would lay out the cornerstones. And then from the cornerstones, they would build the church. Amen? He says in Isaiah 28, 16, he says, the one who trusts in him will never be dismayed. You see, the cornerstone, the key to building is trusting in God. If you could just learn to trust in God, you will be fine. Amen. You see, that's the thing. A lot of people, the, the problem today, and I see it all the time, that you meet people and they believe in God. And you can run into someone that's had an encounter with God and they believe in God, but they don't trust in God. There's a difference. You could believe in God all you want, but the real question is, do you trust God? 
Amen. Do you trust him? Do you trust him enough? Do you trust him that he's brought you here for a reason? Can you trust him to stick it out in the home? Amen. Do you trust him with tithes and offerings? Amen. Whatever it is, God will test you. Amen. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. When the Lord heard what you said, he was angry and solemnly swore. He was angry and swore, not a man of this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give your forefathers. God hears. Amen. Your brothers and sisters may not hear, but God hears you. And he's watching you when you serve. Amen. And we could be serving God and we could be grumbling. And we could say, oh, God, killed by me. Why, why do I got to do this? Why pick, pick him? Why, why does it always got to be me? And God's hearing you. But he says, I called you. I called you to do more. I've called you to do great things. Amen. And, and we could go through trials and we get discouraged and grow tired and weary of doing good. And we could begin to grumble. Why, God, why am I going through this? And why do I have to complete this? And I don't understand what's going on. I was probably better off over there. Amen. But God hears you. He hears when we grumble and complain. And he said, not a man of this evil generation shall see the good land. I swore to give his forefather except Caleb, son of Jephunneh. He will see it. And I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on. Because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen. God was saying, not one of you will see the promised land. Not one of you because you grumbled against me. You did not trust in me. I did all these things for you. I brought you out of Egypt. I brought your family. And then you reached this. And then you grumbled against me in spite of that you did not trust. He said, not one of you will, will see it. He said, Caleb, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, he will see it. Because he followed the God, his uh, God wholeheartedly. Amen. The third thing I wanted to point out tonight was serving God wholeheartedly. Amen. God was saying that Caleb, Caleb will enter. Because Caleb was just like, man, you know what, God, we can do this. Amen. The odds might be against us, but we can do this. The odds might be against us, but we can do this. It may not seem like we'll ever get there, but I trust in you. It may not seem that it doesn't feel like it's not ever going to take place, but I trust in you. It does not seem like your promises are going to come true. It's been so long, but I trust in you. Caleb was saying, I will serve you wholeheartedly, God. No matter what, no matter what I go through, no matter what happens, you are my Savior, and I will worship you forever, and I will serve you forever. Amen? We have to be like Caleb, serving God wholeheartedly no matter what. No matter what happens, we've gone through a lot, church. As a church, I know as individuals, you've gone through a lot. And you've been through a lot because you're called for it. It's a, it's a special anointing. It takes a special anointing to do more for the kingdom of God. And God sees it. You're called. You're called. There's a reason why you're, you're the head. You're, you're running that ministry. There's a reason why God picked you to lead that ministry. There is a reason why you're leading your family. Because you could do it. Amen. It's like Caleb. Serving wholeheartedly to, to no matter what happens. And going on to verse 37. It says, because of you, the Lord became angry with me also. This is Moses talking to the people. Because of you guys. The Lord became angry with me also. And he told them, you shall not enter it either. But your assistant, Joshua, son of Nun, will enter it. Encourage him. Because he will lead the Israelites to inherit it. Amen. It was uh, Joshua and Caleb. They're the, they're, they serve God wholeheartedly. And they said, we could do this. We could defeat them. God is with us. And, and God told Moses that he was going to wander the desert for 40 years. It was like a punishment. Like, my God, imagine you had to wander the desert for 40 years, knowing that you weren't going to get to the promised land. 
And, Mo and God told Moses that Joshua was going to enter it. And he said, encourage him. Amen? Encourage him. When I read this, I was like, man, you know, a lot of times people stop. People, I've seen a lot of people in the ministry leave, stop serving. Amen? But the new generation is willing to make a stand. And God was telling Moses, encourage him because he will be the one. It's not his fault that you don't want to serve me wholeheartedly. It's not his fault that he trusts in me. It's not his fault that he's, he's continuing and trusting in me and serving me wholeheartedly and continuing with me. He says, encourage him. But Joshua, my God, he was a servant to the max. When, when I read this, it, it made me think about it because Joshua followed Moses in the desert for 40 years he stuck with them knowing that Moses wasn't going to enter the promised land he said you know what I'm still under Moses and I'm still going to be with you and I'm still going to serve you no matter what Moses you, I, I, he was Moses' servant knowing that he wasn't going to enter you could think about it like Joshua could have been like oh no I'm not going to follow you and we should we should get these people and we should separate and you guys should go or we should we should fight you know he didn't think that amen he didn't think that he wasn't judgmental amen a lot of times when we get into servanthood we could become judgmental oh but this and this. he didn't pray for the food he, he didn't bless the food he didn't shake my hand he, he didn't pray for me no, Joshua wasn't judgmental. He just remained faithful. I mean, he remained faithful with Moses no matter what. Amen. And I want to, um, as we all stand tonight, amen, I'm going to end it with John chapter um, 14. So Joshua's faithfulness, amen. He was faithful with Moses no matter what. He told Moses, I'm with you no matter what. I'm going to follow you until uh, God says it's time, until he passed away. It wasn't until he passed away then Josh entered the promised land. And that whole generation died off. And the Israelites said, oh, man, we messed up. God, okay, we're going we're gonna to go on and we're going to fight. And, and the Lord wasn't with them even after that battle. It was too late. Amen. And going right here to John 14, 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, amen. I say to you, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, amen. And he will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Now Jesus was talking about his disciples, his servants that were under him. He says, I am going to the Father. But the next generation, they will do even greater things than I. Amen. The next generation, the next generation to continue to do more for God. Amen. Continue to do more. Imagine if the Lord launched you out to, to start a church. Amen. Imagine if you planted a church and it grew and you were successful. Amen. And years went by and you passed away and the church crumbled. Tell me, the ministry that, that you had started, what did you accomplish? Imagine if it crumbled because you passed away. No. But when we're in servanthood, we should be encouraging the next one. Encouraging the next brother and sister to do more. Because they're going to take it to the next level. Amen. Encourage the person you're discipling. Encourage the brother that's moving up. Encourage the one that's taking off. Encourage the one that's hungry for the word of God. Encourage the one that's thirsty. That's thirsty as I want to do it. Use him. Use her. Because they're the ones that are going to take it to the next level. Jesus says, greater things they'll do in my name because I am going to the Father. You will do more. Amen. You, you will do more. Amen. Encourage the people under you. Encourage them. Teach them all you know. And they would add on to their learnings. And they will add on. Amen. Amen. Living my
my life to serve God. Amen. As we, we bow our heads and close our eyes. Amen. As we change the order of the service. Amen. If, um, if you've never received Jesus Christ in your life and you would like to receive him today, allow him into your heart and, and allow something new to take place. A new beginning. A new start. A new chapter in your life. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you could raise your hand, I would like to pray with you. If you've never accepted him, amen. If you've drifted away, if you feel like you're not on the right track, if you've in backsliding condition and you want prayer, you can lift up your hands so that we may pray with you tonight. If this message touched your heart, if you feel like you want to do more, if you feel a tug on your heart and you want to serve God, if you feel a tug on your heart and you want to get involved, if you feel a tug on your heart because nothing else will satisfy you and please you more than just serving God and doing what he's called you to do, I would like to invite you to come to these altars, to come to these altars tonight. If you raise your hand for salvation, if you raise your hand for backsliding condition, if, if you want to touch from God, Amen. You want to do more and just serve Him. Amen. It, you, you can start anywhere. You don't got to be in the church for 10 years to start serving. It'd be too late by then. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you feel like you want to get involved and do more and just serve God wholeheartedly in unity and consistency, I'd like to invite you to the altars. Amen. Altar workers, get ready also. Help me pray. As we bow our head and close our eyes, if you repeat after me for the salvation prayer, Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. I pray that you will forgive me. I pray you come into my heart. I believe that Jesus is the son of God I believe that he resurrected from the tomb and I want to rise with him from this day forward I pray that you come into my heart lead me guide me direct me convict me in Jesus name church hallelujah let's give the lord a clap offering amen hallelujah if you have said that prayer another soul for jesus amen as we all stay in the attitude of a prayer as we just continue to pray church cry out to god let him know what's on your heart don't worry about who's next to you god is dealing with you as an individual just begin to cry out to him speak to him